Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you. On a Monday morning, or maybe even a Sunday evening as you're joining us, thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners out there, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip through the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It'd be kind of weird if Brupolo was in Sunflower, don't you think? I've been to Sunflower um, before. Been through there, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that was a tough drive yeah. whenever I was a kid, and we played North Sunflower in the playoffs and football and oh, really? run to a state championship game. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, wherever you are in this great state, you can always get Strange Brew Coffee delivered right to your door. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and pick up an order of uh, well, whatever kind of coffee it is you like because they've got it. All the different flavors and all the different ways to brew coffee. They've got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find maroon and white merchandise you can't find just anywhere else because nobody else has the unbeatable selection they have at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flow by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Father's Day will be here before you know it. Make sure they know you want something from College Corner corner humble taco startville's newest and best mexican that's not the newest i gotta i gotta i gotta lose. you know what though i don't I, maybe i shouldn't count chipotle i mean that's just a fast food place yeah and and like salsaritas yeah they're you know that they're both done in the they're, same they're a tier above taco bell but they're not you know if i say if i said hey we're going to the mexican restaurant and then i we pulled into chipotle you'd be like what yeah so yeah, a little disappointed. You're right. You're. I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with that then. Well, regardless of how I want to label it, it's awesome at Humble Taco. They've got Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It's great food that you can't get just anywhere else. Your favorite Southern classics turned into f- awesome tacos. Come by, grab a margarita, grab some chips and salsa, and grab some tacos you can't get anywhere else at Humble Taco. I hope you guys have been following. Firehouse subs on Twitter because you've been eating for free if you have. I know Robbie's name was on there the other day. My name was on there on Saturday. My cousin Steven's name was on there on Sunday. I mean, they're just giving it away. All did you, you get a sub? Do what? Did you go get a sub? I did. Oh, I, absolutely. I'm a little did. disappointed in myself. You know, I have my favorite four letter word that starts with F. It might surprise you, but it's free. Oh, I thought you were going to say Falk. That's a five letter word. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless you just want to, you know, I missed the number part. Unless you were, you said, if, if you were, you like David Falk, you know, Jordan's agent. If you were F A L K, that's true. That would be a little different. Uh, regardless, regardless of that, if your name is David, today might be your day at Firehouse Subs. Download the free Firehouse Subs app. Place your order. It's ready within minutes. You pile up the reward points. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flow and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. Uh, I guess that's all we're going to do today. We don't need to talk about anything else, do we? Yeah, it's kind of like last week. I mean, 
what what's there left to talk about? Softball? There really wasn't. There's no other sports really going on right now. It feels that way. It feels that way, doesn't it? Softball did make the NCAA tournament. They're headed down to the uh, Tallahassee Regional, which has been a place Mississippi State has had a lot of success when it comes to baseball. We'll see how it pans out for softball. Uh, Florida State, the number two overall national seed. Congrats to, co- congrats to Coach Ricketts and the ladies and Coach Bratton as, as well. Love Tyler. He's a good friend. T. Brett. Love that guy. Um, Playing some really good softball right now. They sure are. And, and I just, I really want that program to get over the hump and get get that first regional win. Like they're well, not only they've that, been so close to, to yeah, they spent all that money building Noose Park. You, mm-hmm. I'm ready to see a regional there. Yes, and it feels like this would have been the, ne- so the close next the next things that this program has to do to and and when they do it, I think can really elevate them is host a regional or win a regional really first you need to win the win win a regional first to get mm-hmm. to a super and then you need to be able to host yeah um and that's something that this team's never done and you know, they got that sec tournament they got to host which is a really cool thing but that's the only thing like that, that they've been able to right show off that part right and that's that's kind of the that next thing there, though, that, yeah, and who knows they're I mean, building this, towards it. It's really, it's really hard to believe this team's been to all these instant away tournaments and have never gotten hot and been able to get past a, a right. team in another regional. It's coming, though. It's coming. We'll see what happens uh, this year. Then on the other side of the coin. Ew. Ew. All right. Two things that have stood out to me. Or not maybe that have, have stood out, but do stand out that I want to talk about. Obviously, I don't, you don't need me to tell you that Mississippi State was swept again this weekend. Uh, they're on the verge. Uh, they would have lost, what, nine in a row? Yes. Uh, they've been swept the last two Eight series. straight SEC games, nine in a row, first time since 2010. And in all likelihood, that will reach 12 with Tennessee coming to town this, this weekend. Highly uh, likely. Mississippi State, as it stands today, is out of the SEC tournament. Uh, Kentucky was able to win a game on, uh, sat- on Sunday to put themselves above Mississippi State for the time being. Uh, versus with win loss record, if state and Tennessee, if state and Kentucky finish tied, it, it state has to finish a game ahead because they they can't finish. I don't think state's going to have to like. Well, if they have the same record, it means state lost the series. State would to, have to, to Tennessee, yeah, which that's going to be the tiebreaker. Kentucky won the series against Tennessee. It's almost impossible at this point to see state making the trip to Hoover. I'll be there, but Mississippi State won't be. Have fun. I think I will. Well, you know, it's it's an interesting trip for me, right? All I have to do is the show. Yeah, I don't have any other responsibilities because there's no games. And I, I, I had already, it. I really enjoy the SEC tournament. It, it is, but I had I had already given some thought to that of like I'm not covering the games. Yeah, like, what's the because we're not gonna have anybody covering the Ole Miss games. So, and you know, you know your the, show's over. Yeah, I'm like uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna not do it. But anyway, I don't have, I'm not gonna have to worry about it. Um, two things that have struck stood out to me is how different the paths have gone for State and Ole Miss since the series in Oxford, and it is the exact opposite of what anybody would have predicted. State, you're, you recall, won the series in Oxford, had beaten, had won the series against Auburn the week before, and everybody's thinking the same thing, right? Okay, they're about to get hot. They've got Missouri, Florida's not playing great, they're going to win those series, and they're going to put themselves in a position to, to go to the regionals. And and they're going to be a two. Remember, we were saying like that's going to be a two seed or a three seed that nobody wants to see, and if they play in a small park. They could easily advance. And then the other side of the coin, Ole Miss loses the series to Ole Miss, or Ole Miss loses the series to State. Now, they won the Governor's Cup game, and I still think that Governor's Cup game, Cup game is what sparked some of this for Ole Miss. Yeah. It gave them some confidence. But regardless of that, they lose you know, the sixth straight SEC series to the Bulldogs. 
And I remember being on Sports Talk and thinking, this is going to be an ugly exit for Mike Bianco. Like, you know, they have Missouri coming up. I'm sorry, the next weekend they had Arkansas, and you're like, okay. And then it was the Missouri series, and it's like, well, we'll see what happens there. But then LSU on the road and then A&M, not great. They go up to Arkansas and played, had a chance to really win that series. Just let it, they couldn't quite get over the hump. But now they've won, swept it. They've won seven in a row. They, they, they swept Missouri. They beat USM in Hattiesburg last week. And now they sweep LSU in Baton Rouge for the first time in, I think, 40 years. Ever. First time in Baton Rouge ever? For a three-game set. Wow. That's hard to believe. It really is. Um. I would never have guessed that these t- – if you had told me, you said, hey, hey, Dad, after that series and what happened, one team gets hot and they're going to make a regional, the other team is just going to completely tank, I never in a million years would have guessed the way it went. Yeah, I would have told you that Ole Miss tanked and that Bianco may have even left the team before the end of the season and State was the team that got hot. And it's the other way around. This is going to save his job, too. He's a, He'll probably get an extension. Which – and I, I don't – I respect Mike Bianco. He's he built that program from not, from less than nothing. But if I'm a state fan, which I am, you want him there. Yeah, because this is what they're going to do every year. They, on they might the off get high, chance that Dan McDonald wants that job, you don't want that. You don't want him in, in Oxford. On the off chance that they could get Link Jarrett to come down from South Bend, you don't really want that. Bianco there is sort of the devil you know. You'll you live with him being there. I think it'd be tougher for them than they think to hire a I do too. power five. Well, I think we learned five. that with State's search. Yeah. That, you know, you just can't – it's tough to pry these guys out of these jobs. Yeah. Um, how surprising is this, the way these two teams have diverged in the opposite direction of what anybody would have predicted? Very, because uh, I'm just not even speaking on Ole Miss. Mississippi State, this is – been their forte since you know that that 2015 season whenever things just went this has turned out to be a 2015 season but since then and since they've opened this new ballpark Mississippi State's turned into like an LSU light a team that you always are sitting well when's Mississippi State going to get hot because when they get hot they're going to be a very very difficult out and you kind of felt like, you know, they won the Auburn series, they go to Ole Miss, and they, they really gut out that win there. And you felt like, okay, it's coming. You're about to have Missouri, Florida, should have a chance against Texas A&M. You really felt like Mississippi State was turning the tide there, and finally they were becoming that team that finally got it, that finally got into gear, that were finally going to get rolling. It, the way that it's happened has just been strange to me. Because, like I said, you go on the road and you get a big win. You feel like you got some confidence. I mean, the bullpen was actually pitching pretty well considering the circumstances. Yeah. And you know, your starters had been solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Brandon, Brandon Smith was really starting to come into his own. Preston Johnson mm-hmm. was a guy that just wouldn't give up. Yeah. And then Cade Smith was giving you good starts. Yeah. So – you just felt like you know things were coming together for this team. You were about to get you know six, seven innings every single game from your starters, and then you could piece it together with the bullpen. The Missouri series, I think, just really destroyed this team. Um, when, when Preston Johnson came out there and just got shelled on Saturday, and 
they weren't able to kind of regroup, I think the season was over then. Uh, when that when they weren't able and, and really the the Ole Miss game was what it was. That game didn't matter at all for them mm-hmm. because at that point you just needed to stack up SEC wins. Mm-hmm. So they came out in that Friday game against Missouri and just blew the doors off. Mm-hmm. And you thought this team's ticked. Mm-hmm. They're about they to get rolling. They were up three nothing in the first inning on Saturday, and then yeah, yeah, it should have been they could have scored ten runs in that first, and the dude could not throw a strike. Right. And it, the hat, I mean, this team has never been able to just knock a dude out on yeah. the mound. They're very impatient at the plate. Yeah, they're not. They're not much for taking pitches when you need to. Well, they're either they're either impatient or too patient. Yeah, and you know they've never been able to to get on a fastball consistently. They've never been able to. The, getting on base has not been a problem with this team. It's been doing something with people on base. And this past weekend. I thought Florida was was the worst weekend for you know the total Mississippi State experience this year. This weekend was that. Mm-hmm. I mean, good grief! Look at Friday night, and you you have a chance. You should have won the series, which has been said now with like four series this year that they've lost. Friday night, you get a big home run, take the lead in that ball game, and what kills you? Walks. You start walking the bases loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the ump squeezing Casey Hunt a little bit in that last inning, and they just couldn't get out of it, and that's how they lost that game. And then same thing happened on Saturday, and then Sunday they were their spirits were just crushed by that point. Um, but we experienced uh, you know the, the Mississippi State experience f- during the entire weekend for the second weekend in a row, mm-hmm. um, and you know State's bullpen was awful, starting pitching was. Okay, I thought Brandon Smith really did a good job mm-hmm. getting back in that ball game after going down four nothing. Mm-hmm. Preston Johnson, I thought pitched okay. I yeah. mean, he just couldn't didn't last very long. Right, and uh, neither did Kate Smith. I mean, Kate Smith lasted four and a third. Mm-hmm. Um, just too many pitches. Well, maybe Preston lasted longer than that. But either way, uh, the starters were not terrible. The bullpen was awful, mm-hmm. and they just didn't come up with enough big hits. Right. It really is something, and I'll be interested. I'm going to bring this up today on on Sports Talk just because I want to hear Richard's thoughts on it as well. Because I mean, he's seeing the other side of this. You know, Ole Miss was felt like they were dead and buried mm-hmm. two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and now they're in. They're in the tournament, and quite honestly, if if they can win this series with A and M, I mean, they're almost on the verge of being like a host. I mean, they, no, they're, they're not, they're not, do not that. going to. They're not going to. They're, they're, they, they, they could they could solidify. They would have fifteen wins, right? If they, yeah, if fifteen it, and fifteen. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, they'll, they'll be they'll be in the they'll be in the thirties. They're thirty seven right now. If and A and M probably went up to what? And they were a top ten team before. Yeah. I mean, they could easily uh, get up into the, the, the low twenties. It, it, it would be, it would be interesting to see what happens if they made a deep run in the SEC tournament. Yeah, I mean, they they could they could get some some looks for. So, forward, so you have that. That's the one thing. The other thing is this. <laughs> I love prefacing my remarks. I feel like I did, the last time I really had to do this was with was with Joe Moorhead. I didn't really say it with Allen, but I like Chris Lamonis, and I believe in Chris Lamonis, and I don't. I believe this is an aberration. I believe that next year Mississippi State will hit the portal. They will bring in some impact guys, and it'll be very similar to 2016 where they were they went from worst to first. That being said, I know that he won a national title last season. You don't get two years like this at Mississippi State baseball. Mm-mm. You just don't. You don't get it really. 
this is this is sort of one of the the dirty truths about college sports. You don't really get it anywhere. Yeah. You know, unless you are starting, unless you really don't care. I mean, or if you st- if you're starting from nothing, sure. But when you're at a successful, pro- Kirby Smart won the national title this year. Let him go back to back years with no bowl. Mm-hmm. He's getting fired. So would Saban. So would Dabo. So would any college football coach. You know, at, at, at a North Carolina or a Duke or a Kentucky, go back to back years with no NCAA tournament and see how long you're the coach there. You're not. And listen, those two programs, they have years like this. They have losing yeah. records. Yeah. Duke a couple years ago was bad. Was really bad. North Carolina's done it a few times. But Kentucky, you can't Kentucky stack. Kentucky didn't go to the NCAA tournament in 20, two years ago. But you can't stack them up. Can't stack them. Um, and, and that's not that's not our opinion. We're not we're not That is a fact. You know, we're not trying to hold Lamonis's feet to the fire here. That's just what it's going to be. Yeah. Like Vicky Valancourt that ain't no guess. That's that what it's going to be. That's, <laughs> no, but that, that's the thing. Like you that, almost sounded like her there. That ain't no guess. That's what it's going to be. No, um, but that there's too much money invested. This fan base is too. You just spent sixty one million dollars on baseball stadium, and, and he's getting paid a lot of money too. Yeah, and and listen, I think more than anything, this is just a freak. Yes, deal. Yeah. I, I've looked at and, this and team. Lamont I mean, doesn't need us to tell him this. Either. No, he knows it too. That's yeah. why. That's why we've said for weeks. Like you can see how dejected he is and dejected the players are because this isn't lack of effort. This isn't people not caring. These right. guys are trying as hard as they, they possibly had the lead can in every game this weekend. Yes, and you know, I mean, you could see it on their faces. They're just there's nobody that wants to win these games more than these players and more than Chris Lamonas. They're not out. He's not out there collecting a check. I could probably I could promise you he slept less this year than he has at any point in his career. Mm-hmm. This has been very difficult for him because he's a winner. He's won everywhere he's been his entire career. Mm-hmm. When he was playing, he was winning. When he was coaching as an assistant, he was assistant. winning. Yeah. As a head coach, he's winning. And since he's been here, he's had nothing go wrong for him like this year has. And um, it's just to me, it's just a freak year. You had these injuries in the front end. Um, you know these players are actually their numbers are better across the board in the in the in the hitting lineup, and there's a lot of talent on this team. I don't think it's a talent issue; it's just freaky. It's just sometimes these things happen, and when they start snowballing, you can't get it back. And that's what's happened to this team. And now it's to the point where you can't stop that snowball. It's rolling down the hill, and this team is in a free fall. And there's nothing that's going to change that's going to get them out of it. They are going to lose, probably lose the series this weekend if not get swept. They're not going to make the the SEC tournament, and um, you know unless something bad happens on the other end. But I don't think this. I think this team is done this weekend. I think this is the last baseball they played. And when that final pitch is thrown, Chris Lamonis has got to turn the page. Mm-hmm. The team's got to turn the page. Thank you, everybody, for for all your contributions. Time to to rebuild this thing and yeah. get right back on track because you cannot do this again. I don't know the NCAA calendar, but yeah, it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series coming up this weekend. If he can, Chris Lamonis will be on the road Sunday. Yeah, getting players. And again, I, I promise you, this guy isn't you know sitting on his back porch no. watching TV right no. now, just chilling. He's doing whatever he can to make sure that this works. I agree, but. Like I said, it's got it, it's, you, it's a results oriented thing. It's got to work. He's going to have to fix it. I mean, but he's going to do everything in his power to do it. I can yeah, promise you that. I agree. I agree. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But three more or four more games to go. State should snap its lose. Should 
should snap. I'm going to say should snap its losing streak against North Alabama. And, Do you think and, North Alabama cancels this game for RPI purposes? <laughs> their RPI is, is like 270. Is it? Uh, yeah, they're really bad. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and then Tennessee. Tennessee should cancel. She'd be like, you know what? We're good. We've already, they've already clinched the conference. Like we don't, we don't need the. Uh, that that's the that's the reason that I think State could win a game or two this weekend, mm-hmm. just because they're Tennessee. Like, why why care? They are built a little different, though. I think they are a team that they enjoy beating up on people, and that and they're a bully. And people still enjoy beating the national champs. Yep that that's that's been another thing for this team. I mean, people just. Have been able to tee off on the defending national champs. Saw Texas A&M people t- tweeting out after the game that A&M just swept the national champs. Yeah, like, uh, this ain't the national champs, guys. Yeah, I got I got to see. Some, I don't have it on here. I wanted to see what the RPI was in 2015 when the season. Hit. I've never seen state this 106. Well, how about this? That 2015 team never had a losing streak like this. Yeah. Yeah. They had, they lost six straight, I think. They lost the last two two series for sure. But you know th- some of the same similarities with that team and this one. Mm-hmm. I thought the talent level in this one's a little better than that one. Mm-hmm. But it was it was not really a talent thing. It was you remember those games like the Ole Miss series where they just they just get, they like couldn't, they couldn't do anything. The slip, games just slipped out of their fingers. Yeah. But that team had some other similarities, or maybe not similarities yet, but. You know, guys who weren't good in 15 got good in 16. It was, yeah. Dakota Hudson is obviously the, the top person there. But Austin Sexton wasn't great in 15. You know, Daniel Brown didn't pitch a whole ton of innings in 15. And yeah. They, these guys were, were big contributors the next year. Yeah. Um, you you got you to gotta have, you know, some Jared Lee Belt jumps from guys in the, yeah. in the bullpen. Yeah. Some, you know, like you mentioned, Daniel you need, Brown's. You know, they were JUCO guys that year. The, but you got to have those impacts. Low and Kruger. Yes, you got to find guys like that from the portal and then plug and plays. Could Jet Williams come in somehow and be the Mangum? I don't know. No, I don't think he would. He's but, not. Well, then who's the Mangum? Dakota Jordan? <sighs> no, um, no, I don't, I don't see a Mangum. But I didn't see a Mangum in sixteen. Well, that's, that well, that's, 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 15, my, that's my point. Though. Is, there, is there a freshman? Who can come in and be a, a an impact player from day one the way Jake Mangum? Was. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like I didn't, nobody predicted Jake Mangum to right, do that. Right. So it could be somebody emerged that you. Right. I mean, we weren't we were talking about Hunter Hines last year, mm-hmm. last year leading up. Bit, yeah. But I don't ever remember. I remember telling you like I think this kid's gonna be really good. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think 300 his first year with 15 bombs. Yeah. Good. You know, State's gonna have what at least what two all, first team All SEC guys. Jaeger uh, for sure has got to be right. Who else? Hunter? You think Hunter's gonna be first Cumbus team? Cumbus could have the chance. Oh, Cumbus. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Depends on how the uh, season. Jaeger's got to be because he's one of the leaders in the SEC in hitting. Yeah. I mean, he's he's top five in several different categories in SEC games only. Yeah. Did you see my stat the other night? Jaeger has more home runs and less games in SEC play than Brent Rooker. His triple crown year. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, I'm looking at it here. This is just overall hitting here. Where is he? I don't know. It doesn't matter. He's hit like four home runs in non-conference games. Yeah. Oh the yeah. rest of them have been conference. He started off terribly, if you recall. Yeah. And to the point where we were like, why is he in the lineup? Maybe they should go to Davis Mesh. <laughs> out of the- I just had a feeling that that guy was going to get out of yeah, it. And he started right. getting out of it in the Texas Tech, and then they they benched him mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, what is going on? And they gave him a shot in that Binghamton game, and he hit two home runs and hit like a grand slam. Yeah, 
And uh, since then, I mean, he's just been tearing the cover off the ball. Gone from there. But they've they've got to get like three RJ Yeagers next year. Yeah. And that's tough. I mean, we knew when State got him, he was one of the top transfer transfer guys in the portal last year. We Mm -hmm. knew that was a really good get. Mm -hmm. State's got to get those no brainer gets. Mm -hmm. I mean, and they've got to go. The good news is they should be able to do it. NIL, like NIL facilities, support, and you got starting opportunities. Yeah. And again, I mean, you need these guys like everybody wanted the uh, Zach Nito from Campbell last year. You got to yeah. get some of those. Yeah, you got to. You got to like any anybody that enters the enters the portal. Mm-hmm. That I've said it week well, after week. Those guys are so con, all so cons. All state needs to work some back channels to get some guys who aren't in the portal into the portal. Oh, I'm sure that's happening. I'm sure that's but, happening, but. I mean, there, there's going to be a lot of guys who hit 15 to 20 bombs this year at SoCon and Sunbelt schools that are going to get some some back channel messages saying, "Look, there's some opportunities at Mississippi State if you." And, and they need to get the guys too that are going to hit the ball. That's not just you know home not run home derbies. Runs, yeah, yeah. I they, they got to change their philosophy hitting wise. I agree. All right, let's move on over. We're going to do a little football recruiting here and talk about uh, some things there. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Hopefully you're able to cook out this weekend and enjoy some of this great weather, and I hope you were able to put some beef on the grill, some ribeye steaks, some burgers, or maybe you did a whole brisket. I'll tell you what, Malcolm Reed, did you see his video for this week? He had a smoked porterhouse steak that he uh, brushed with some bacon tallow butter. Ooh. I mean. I went to oh. I went to Modern Pool and Spa in Columbus the other day, and yeah. he had all, all of his products. All his there. products are there, yeah. 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 You can get them at Kroger. Yeah, I almost picked some you up. Need to be, you should do that. You're, you're, I, I wouldn't expect them to have grilling products at the Modern Pool and Spa. I like get the whole outdoor experience. I guess that makes there. sense. So, but, but they're loaded down over there. Well, those products go great on beef, and so I would recommend them. Recommend you guys go out this weekend, pick up some big steaks. They had some big tomahawk ribeyes. I think I mentioned that at, uh, at Kroger. I might have to go grab one of those. They have a good uh, meat section. They do, and the guys there are good people, too. Yes. Um so hit up your local butchers, hit up your local grocery stores, see what's on the shelf, and put some beef on the grill this weekend. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to find smoked southern soul food. And a great time. You know, they got live music on the weekends. It's always a great place to come hang out. But, man, if you're just looking for lunch or dinner, they just can't beat Two Brothers. Some smoked wings, some pork rind nachos, and a couple of tacos. And, buddy, you it will set you Right. Head over to the heart of the Cotton District. Head over to Two Brothers Smoked Meats for smoked southern soul food. They make it super simple for you to advantage business systems. Great products, great service. They've got those things. I know everybody else says they have them too. But who else really delivers the way Advantage Business Systems does? It's super simple, guys. All you've got to do is this. Call them and put them to work for you. And you find out what the difference is on the first time you have to make any kind of service call. Because you're talking to somebody here in Mississippi. You're not talking to somebody in a call center overseas. You're not talking to somebody who says, okay, we get out there in 7 to 10 days. You're talking to somebody who's going to fix your problem the way your neighbors would. So call them today and put them to work for you. That number is 601 362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. No Cruton song because no commitments have been made, but if you're keeping up with recruiting, you know this. You know Mississippi State's top, uh, how shall we say, top quarterback target is a quarterback by the name of Brock Glenn out of Memphis, Tennessee. This weekend, he was at the Elite Eight 
uh, I'm sorry, the Elite 11 football camp, which, it's, again, if you're not familiar with that, that is a specific camp for quarterbacks. They usually invite 20 guys, and then they, they pick the top 11. Apparently he did very well this weekend, enough that you know, just reading what I read from national recruiting analysts, I would expect him to get a bump. He's a high three-star as it is. Maybe it could be a low four-star by the time it's come. That guy is who Mike Leach has clearly zeroed in on. We've been able to sort of the past three years, you, you find out pretty quickly who's the guy. It was Sawyer Robertson two years ago. It was Braden Locke last year. This year it's, it's, it's Brock Glenn. But he's not committed, uh, and you know, this, you know, it's it's almost it's middle of May, um, and it appears that you know he is entertaining an Auburn offer as well. Uh, he has visited there, and and you know, that offer it, it appears to be a, a a real recruiting battle that State really hasn't had to go through the past two years at the quarterback position. Robertson and Locke, pretty early on, you got the impression they were leaning towards Mississippi State. So my question to Robbie Falk is this. What if he's? What if he goes to Auburn? Who's the, who's the next guy for Leach here? Do we know? Do I have, have no an clue. Idea? I mean, they'll pivot to somebody, but I mean, right now they're they're obviously locked in on him. I mean, there are quarterbacks that you can find to go around that can mm-hmm. fit this offense. But I mean, this is this is their guy, mm-hmm. and they're It'd locked be interesting in on him. to see if Leach doesn't get his guy how he does pivot. Because what's, had to what's do it crazy yet. is Mississippi State really has gotten their guy. Mm-hmm. Every year since Joe Moorhead first came, yeah, they got Garrett Schrader, mm-hmm. and then who was after Schrader? Will Rogers. Was Will, Will Rogers? Yeah, that was well. I mean, they, they might miss point, on they might miss on like one or two of their targets, but well, they I mean, always have point, a guy. You, you've got Schrader as a true freshman. And you're thinking, okay, he's the future. Yeah. So you know, Will Rogers was kind of a guy like we need to get a quarterback, but you know, but prior to that, even you know, Keaton Thompson was the guy. And Jalen Maiden was well, the Well, Jalen Hurts was the guy, and then Keaton, but they were kind of... class? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Ooh, I don't think you're right. You can check. I think Hurts was a year before that. Uh, go ahead and check. I think Jalen Hurts started in 16, and, Kurt Hurt, and uh, Keaton was a true freshman in 17. Let me see. Let me double check. You can check. I'm top checking right now. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was a true freshman in 16. Okay. Uh, well, who who was the ne- the guy in that? Was it Fitzgerald? No, Fitzgerald would have been. Fitzgerald was uh, was the thirteen class, wasn't he? They may not have signed a quarterback in sixteen. Now that I they think did, it was was it Jalen Maiden? No, Maiden was after Keaton. Was he? Yeah, Chasing Virgil. Oh God! What, what was who was who who was the guy that they got instead of? So hold on, just go to the remember, recruiting remember class. The sixteen class was really bad. Remember? Yeah, it was. It had a chance to be really yeah. good, though. They did not sign a quarterback in that class. Okay. So, so they just missed on Jalen Hurts? And- yeah. I mean, yeah. You go back all the way to, uh, like, Court Sandberg and stuff. I mean, yeah, they, they, those, those top guys tend to always show well, that. Well, so that, that was 13, so um, Fitzgerald was 14. Yeah. That was a class with – it was rated terribly, but those guys actually turned out. Well, yeah, yeah, be Cheryl, pretty good. Elton Jenkins and Deion Calhoun, a bunch, a bunch of guys, a bunch of guys that. Well, that you know, the the year before that that year, they had signed like, then they signed Elijah Staley and Nick Tiano. That's, that's the fourteen class. Yeah, Staley was in the same class with uh, with Fitzgerald. T- 
Tiana was fifteen. The next year. Tiana was the next year. So fifteen. Fifteen turned out to be not very good. I love re- 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 going back and looking at this stuff. The the top. Who, who do you know who the top rated signee in fourteen was? Fourteen class was. When Aries Williams was it? He's second. Um. Gary Green. He was third. Jamoral Graham. Oh boy. Yeah. Shoot. So I mean. This is a class that, like, it's got some bust for sure. Yeah. But Eris Williams and Gary Green were good players. Jesse Jackson, say what you want about the guy. He started for two years. Deion Calhoun. Calhoun was in, in that, that class. So listen to, the, listen to the bottom of this class. All right, obviously uh, it didn't work out with uh, with Ronald Cochran. Lashard Durr was a good two-year Ronald starter. Ronald Cochran was just a – that was just a – They just picked somebody up. Well, you know, uh, Southern Miss took Nick Price. Was it Nick Price? Yeah. Was Wait, it no, Nick, not, not Nick you're Price. Of, you're, Norman Price. Norman Price. Nick Price was back in the nineties, wasn't it? I think that that's I think that Southern Miss thing, I think that was they just the dig to get somebody. back at Southern Miss, take one of their guys. So they signed Lashard Durr, but he ended up having to go to JUCO. This was the first time Ravian Pierce signed too, by the way. Oh. But then they get Dion Calhoun, Braxton Hoyette, Elton Jenkins, Nick Fitzgerald, and Logan Cook at the bottom of that class. In terms of in terms of ratings and Braxton Hoyette was kind of like the guy to kind of keep some players Corey. together. He turned out to be really good. Yeah, and, and he was like Corey Thomas's best yeah. friend. They also got I think Logan Cooks in the NFL. Yes, Chris Rayford, who was maybe the best special teams player in NFL in NFL in uh, Mississippi State history. Oh, and they also got JT Gray, who is a Pro Bowl special teams player in the NFL now. They brought in JT Gray and Elton Jenkins on the same visit. Yeah, yeah. and and offered them. Yeah. Darian Hutcherson, remember that guy? Yes, I do. He was a guy I thought had some some that, some ability. And that they, was my first. Him. That was my first class to cover in recruiting, yeah. and I was at Rivals, so I got really close to that group in mm-hmm. the fifteen group. Corey Thomas was a good player. Yep. Brandon Bryant was a good player before he got hurt. Yep. I mean, that class ended up being very solid. It was ranked thirty sixth overall. It was a bad. This class is a class ranking. that people like to point to when they say stars don't matter, but it was a rarity. It's a rarity. They did, they did a great job so. finding some. Hidden oh, talent. Let's get though. back to this this quarterback question. Any possibility that they work their way back to Mac Howard? They could, I guess, but I, you know, He's I have a feeling to Utah now. But I mean, if they miss out on Glenn, you know, they've offered far? some other guys mm-hmm. other than him. So I mean, it kind of feels like they wanted to go in a different direction. It does feel like that, but at the same time. I mean, you're going to have hundreds of quarterbacks out there, and you can right. find somebody that's going to fit your system. And I feel like you, you. I mean, you have to sign a quarterback, mm-hmm. but they're in good, good shape right now with their group. Mm-hmm. Um, like Dante Moore is not coming. Just, just go ahead and scratch him off the list. No, I'm looking at the uh, the targets page over here on twenty four seven. Where's that kid from Iowa? Is he already committed to somebody? JJ Cole. Is that's that his name. Yeah. Yeah, I think he already committed to like Colorado State or something. Really? You know, his dad is the Cole Kicking Camps. Really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, I think the Glenn timetable is is mid June, maybe around you know when camps are going on. It'll be interesting to see what happens if State doesn't get their guy. I I believe in. You know, we're talking about we believe in coaches here and there. I believe in Mike Leach's ability to get quarterbacks. You know, he's when he gets his his. He, when he locks in on a guy, so far he's two for two, you know, and there hasn't been a whole lot of recruiting drama surrounding these guys. So I, I expect him to go ahead and bring Brock Glenn in, but I will be interested to see what happens if he does have to pivot to a Plan B. So JJ Cole committed to Iowa State. Iowa State. Yeah. 
I mean, that's the hometown, the home state school, so it might be difficult to flip him. So Yeah, no, they're not getting him. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, guys. Uh, back with you tomorrow. Not quite sure what we'll be talking about. We'll find some football to talk about. We're a week away from starting up some uh, some SEC previews and things like that. Man, what are we going to do for the month of June? I need, been, to come, I need to come up with something like the Bulldog Bracket. Yeah, like man. I mean, it, really it'll never curious. get it'll never get worse than COVID. Yeah, if I got through that, we can get through. Yeah, but it's just I'm just racking my brain. Like we'll figure it out. You know, because what we did experience COVID, but hmm. for the last three full baseball seasons, mm-hmm. we've been covering a team that's going to Omaha. Yeah. You know, in like 18, I followed yeah. that team all the way through. Been able to get 19 mid June. Yeah. You know? You know, 18, I went on the road, and then 19 and 21, you're at home mm-hmm. covering them. I mean, we'll have to figure something out. We will. We will do that. All right, guys, have a good one. Back with you very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. Mississippi Media Production.